Hello, hello. Welcome back to Pain Relief Path. My name is Dr. Pan Zhang, and I am your chronic pain coach. This week, I want to talk about being honest with yourself and specifically being honest with yourself in regards to how you are living your life. And I want to focus on three different topics today in terms of being able to hold up kind of a mirror to your life. And that is your time, your energy, and your baseline activity level. And the reason why I want to focus on these things, these three topics, is because these are the three topics that I find my clients struggle with the most, is not having enough time, not having enough energy, and starting with the wrong idea of how much or how little they are able to do a specific activity. And all three of these things really affect your starting point on your path if you're just starting your journey to your pain-free life, or it can really affect your motivation to continue or to make sure you're on the right direction on your path to your pain-free life. The reason why this also it's important to focus on these things is because it's important to focus on the good and the bad aspects of these things. So if you feel like you are you know, not doing well, you're not having enough time, you're not having enough energy, you're kind of stuck in this negativity spiral, being able to focus focus on the truth of what you're living every day can really help bring perspective into your life to show you that one, things might not be as bad as they seem. You may actually have more time and you may actually have more of a reserve of energy or be able to find or mine more energy throughout your day. And if you're feeling stuck, unmotivated, feeling like you're not making any progress towards a goal, especially an activity goal, then it might be that your baseline or your starting point was completely off and you've actually been making fantastic progress towards your goal, but the way that you're measuring and the way that you're finding your milestones might be completely off. So that's why I want to focus on these three things. The reason why holding up a mirror to your life and just being truly honest can really help you make sure that you're gaining clarity. Um, and what I mean by that is not just like, oh, this is what is happening, but also gaining clarity in a very non-judgmental space. What I find most of the time is if people are saying, you know, they don't have enough time or energy they are judging themselves in a certain way because they feel like they shouldn't have enough time or energy to do something because they feel like they should be busy all the time, right? It's one of those things where it's like, okay, in the society, if you're not moving, 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 then you're kind of failing. You're not doing the things that you're supposed to be doing. And I get that. I feel that all the time. And I sometimes have to rein myself in and especially for those people pleasers out there, you really have to make sure that you are taking clarity and holding up a mirror to make sure that you are doing things for yourself and doing things that serve you specifically. And I've got a couple of tools I'm going to go over in a second to help you really hone in on how to do these things. 
Um, and then also by seeking clarity on your time and energy and effort, it really actually helps decrease the overwhelm by putting things into perspective. So if you if you're one of those people who are just starting out on this journey and you're like, I just don't even know where to start. I don't have enough time. I don't have enough energy. You know, I am able to do these things, but I'm not able to make any progress towards these goals. I just don't even know where to start by holding up that mirror and being honest with yourself on these three categories. It can really make it so that you know where your first step needs to be. It really just helps the noise in your head too. And it helps keeps progress in, on things that you've made and it keeps your perspective on how you're doing. Another thing here is being able to see where you are spending your precious time, your precious energy. And for those of you who truly are very, very short on time and energy, it's going to help you understand where to cut things out, where to add things, where to evaluate whether something is still, you know, something that you need to do or not, an activity that you're doing just out of maybe obligation or people pleasing, or maybe you're doing something just because you've always done it and you don't realize that this is not something you need to do anymore. Just falling into old patterns, basically. And a lot of clients do that. And when I ask them, you know, hey, why are you doing this? They're like, well, I've just always done it. I'm like, does it make a difference at in your life at the end of the day? And, or does it bring you joy or does it serve you? And if the answer is no to most of those things, then you can probably cut that thing out. So that is another reason why it can be really beneficial for you to take stock of your time, your energy, your baseline activity levels, or your effort. Okay. And being really able to just audit where you are on those things right now. And like I said, this has to be done in a very non-judgmental space, because if you do it in a space that is judgy, where you feel like you're not good enough, you shouldn't be doing this, or you should have less time, you should have less energy. A lot of my clients don't realize that that's the narrative going in through their head is that they should not have that much time or they should not have that much energy because they should be doing more and more and more things with their lives. Being able to sit back and say, okay, this is just what's happening. Take the emotion out of it. Focus on your the facts of what is going on day to day. That is the first step on how to make this happen. So the first tool I have for you is a time audit tool. And it's very simple. You don't need anything fancy. All you need is maybe a timer on your watch, on your phone, um, and maybe a pad of pen, or a pad of paper and a pen or pencil, or even just a phone, just to be able to somewhere that you can access easily to take notes on throughout the day. So what you're going to do with a time audit is every 30 minutes, you're going to pause your day if you can't every 30 minutes, pause and just take note of what you're doing at that moment and what you did right before, like within the last five minutes. 
And the reason for this is it just takes basically snapshots of your day throughout your day. And at the end of the day, what you can do is go through and say, okay, this is what I was doing. This is what I was doing multiple points throughout the day. And that activity is not something that actually helps me at all. And that activity is something that I'm using to buffer my life. And we're going to get into that in just a second, what buffering is, because we're going to get into what an energy audit is as well. Um, But anyway, so the time audit, see how many points of your day that you're buffering or you're doing something that you're like, what the heck? I didn't even realize I was doing this until I paid attention to it. Or I my alarm literally called me out on it because I had to write it down, right? And it's just not, it's maybe not something negative, but it's just not something that, like I said before, that you need to be doing anymore. And it's not something that serves you anymore to be continuing to do. It's just maybe something that you've always done. It's an old pattern that you're just repeating over and over again. And it might feel beneficial, but it's actually not. Okay. So that is the first step. That's your time audit. The next thing that I want you to try is your energy audit. So What I want you to do to start off here is write down what drains your energy. Are you a people person or are you an introvert? Is being around people something that drains your energy? Is being around uh, certain people something that drains your energy? Is that something that you can change? Is Are there specific activities or things that you're doing throughout the day that seems to really make you drained? Are those things that you are able to get change or change your mindset around or just get rid of that activity altogether, right? Again, like I said, this is just writing down the activity. That reflection comes later, but make sure you're doing this in an un- judgmental mental space. Okay. And then the next step is what fills your cup? So what gives you energy? Are you a people person? Is being around friends, family? um, Is that something that actually helps fill your cup versus drain you? Are there specific activities that you love doing that you feel reinvigorated and you feel more energetic afterwards, right? Whether it's, you know, a crocheting session with uh, some online friends or whether it's going outside and sitting outside under the sun or whether it's going for a brisk walk. Now, we talked about a little bit about buffering earlier when we were talking about the time audit, and I've done a podcast episode on this before, but I want to kind of chat about this again and just give you a quick definition. So when people say that, you know, relaxing and doing things like that, that fills their cup. What I want you to make sure that you're not doing is I want to make sure that you're not buffering and putting those activities down as activities that are filling your cup. Because buffering activities are activities that are helping you escape, but they're not really actually helping you add to your energy tank. They're just almost kind of putting a pause on your day that you still have to get back to after you're done with that activity. It doesn't really help re-energize you or rejuvenate you at all. And there is a fine line between 
an activity that re-energizes and rejuvenates you versus an activity that you're using to just buffer your emotions or your feelings with. And that fine line in my book is whether you are consciously choosing to do that activity or not. And if you're going into that activity with a specific intention, whether it's an intention of like a time frame, whether it's an intention of this is what I want to get out of this activity or what have you, you might be wondering like, of course, I always choose the things that I want to do. Well, I can tell you from personal experience that I have been caught or I've caught myself buffering by doom scrolling on social media. And an hour later, I'm like, has it already been an hour? What the heck have I just done with my time? And I don't feel any better after doom scrolling for an hour. In, fe- in fact, I feel more drained because of the constant dopamine hits. And it's like a dopamine hangover. It's literally called a dopamine hangover. If you talk to people who talk about this stuff. But that does not, even though at the time it may feel good because I'm escaping, it's actually not filling my cup. Now, can I say that I don't do that? No, not at all. I still fall into some old patterns and habits that I am actively trying to break right now, but everybody has those things, right? Maybe for you, it's not social media. Maybe for you, it's you know, binging Netflix or binging shows that you you've watched or many, many times in the past, but those specific shows really help you escape whatever situation you're currently in. Maybe it's reading novels that, um, you know, you might not really get anything out of rather, but just rather escaping. It's just that form of escapism without any conscious decision to do. Okay. So I wanted to make sure that you are, that there is that fine line. If you're doing an activity consciously, you're starting that activity consciously, and there's an intention behind that activity, and it can be the same activity. I can decide to go on to social media. My intention is to be able to look for or search for specific videos about XYZ that I know help me grow into a better person or help me figure out, you know, more creative ways to make dinner or feed my kids and things like that, right? So I can be really, really conscious and intention-based in that activity, even though it's the same activity as a buffering activity for me. So that was kind of a sideline there. But after you've written down what drains your energy and then you've written down what fills your cup, how often are you doing those things throughout the day? How often are you getting caught in things that drain your energy? And how often are you actively seeking out things to do to fill your cup? And if the first significantly outweighs the second, meaning if you're doing way more things that drain your energy that you're not getting anything out of, then one, maybe look at those activities and say, okay, I can actually do this with this specific activity, maybe with a different intention, going into this activity with a different intention and different mindset. Or I can actually just con- completely cut this activity out. I don't need this activity in my life. I don't need this interaction with this person in my life, um, especially on a day-to-day basis, right? 
and then that gives you more time to do things that fill your cup, that do things that like make you feel good. Even though the, the activity might be difficult, it makes you feel good afterwards and that feel good feeling lasts for a while. Okay, so that is your energy audit and a way to increase your energy throughout the day. And then the last thing is the effort. That's your baseline activity audit. So the reason why I bring this up with this specific topic and being honest with yourself about your life is because I had a client a few years ago um, who came to me and said, you know, I want to be able to walk two or three miles. This is very important to me. I feel like if I can do this, it'll help me increase my quality of life. It'll help me be able to connect with my friends, family better. I won't be able, I won't have to miss out on activities as much. And when I asked this person, okay, how long can you walk for? They're like, oh, I can walk for about a mile. And at that time I didn't press, um, I didn't know any better. Um, And I was like, okay, well, let's start at a mile and let's increase your activity level from there. So we did that. Um, We wrote out a plan for this person and they were like, all right, I'm going to do it. A month later, they come back and they said, I haven't made any progress and I feel really discouraged and I am ready to give up. And I'm like, okay, let's talk about this. How was your last month? Where did you start? And they said, well, the first week I started this walking program that we laid out and I could not do, you know, even the mile. I had to start, stop after about a quarter of a mile. My knees hurt. My back was sore for a couple of days. And by the end of that week, I was able to do a quarter of a mile with less pain. Oh, okay. And then the next week I was able to do a little bit more. And by the end of the month, I was able to, you know, this client was able to get up to about a mile, a little bit under, but right around there. I'm like, oh, okay, that's fantastic. I'm like, no, I haven't made any progress. I started a mile. I'm like, no, you didn't start at a mile. You started, your baseline wasn't a mile. We were wrong about that. Your baseline was actually only a quarter mile and you've made a significant leap and a significant amount of progress in the last month going from a quarter of a mile to a mile. And honestly, it was more progress than I thought this person was make, would make. It was faster progress than the, than the timeline, timeline and plan that we actually laid out. But because they were not honest with themselves about their baseline activity level because they were judging themselves on how little they could do. They put their progress in really stick with itness in jeopardy because they thought that they should be further along than they were just at the starting point. So that was something that, um, when I pointed this out to them and kind of explained to them, they're like, oh, I have made progress. And, you know, taking that and taking those wins and continuing to grow from that was something that they really benefited from. And they were able to stick with that routine and stick with that plan, which they actually made their goal a lot faster because they were actually being able to progress a lot faster than they thought they would initially on our first call. So that is something that um, I took with me to really learn from in interactions with future clients is that if you are starting a new activity and that is one of the main goals for you along your pain-free path is to be able to do something more active, 
make sure that you are your starting point is your true starting point. Make sure that you're not dishonest with yourself because of ego, because you think you should be further along than you are, even though you haven't done that activity in maybe months or years or even decades, right? So if you are starting an activity and you haven't done it in a long time, do the activity. I cannot stress that enough. Just find your baseline. And obviously, when you're finding your baseline, listen to your body. Stop when you need to. Back off when you need to. A lot of times, it's better for your baseline to actually be less than what you can actually do because your progress is going to feel a lot faster then. And that can really put some gas on the progress mobile, (laughs) really bad analogy, but it can really help your motivation. And if you see really great progress at the beginning, that's just going to add fuel to the fire. There you go. There's that. There's the analogy I was looking for. It's going to add fuel to the fire to help you keep going. So I want you to try those three activities to help you really understand where your time is going, how you're spending your energy, and where you're starting, what your baseline activity level is like. Hold up the mirror on yourself and be honest with yourself with those three topics. And if you're just starting your journey, this is a great place to start. If you've been on your path for a while, this is a great place to pause and reflect and make sure that you're still on the right path. You're going in the direction that you want to be going. And it's a great spot for you to maybe reevaluate some of your goals and make sure that those goals are still holding true to where you want to be, how you want to live your life and um, evaluate as to where you are along the path to achieving those goals. Okay. So I hope this was helpful. If you have any questions at all for me, please feel free to drop me a line. My email is pan at painreliefpath.com or hit me up on Instagram at painreliefpath. Hope you guys all have a fantastic week and I shall see you all next week. Thanks a lot. Bye.